we joined this church about 11 years ago, and um, before then, I didn't really have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, an intimate relationship. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment, but I just want to say thank you, Pastor John and Danielle, unwavering preaching the Word of God, why the Holy Spirit's here, and, um, and not, not just, I love it how you said, not being weird for the sake of being weird. It's so good. Yes, there's going to be some weird things happening tonight if you've never been to this church before. The Holy Spirit is weird. Jesus, he was weird. He spat on his hand and healed people. The Holy Spirit, we're going to speak in tongues. That's weird stuff. But our, our leaders, unwavering in terms of releasing the power of God into this church. I love it. Thank you so much. Church, you can be seated. Hey, Pentecost Sunday... Woo, it's going to be a powerful night. Um, as I said earlier on, um, I've been coming to this church for about 11 years. Um, I grew up in a, in a um, Christian church, so I knew God from early on in my life. Um, my dad passed away when I was only, uh, I think, about eight years. I was, I was six when he fell sick, so I didn't really have a father figure in my life that, that I had a close connection with. I never knew really what it was to have a father because just my intellectual knowledge wasn't up to that level when I was six years old. So I always knew God was there. He was my father. And he poured his love into me and meant more than I can imagine as I get older that I needed that at that time. As I got a little bit older, um, I learned about Jesus and what he did, that he came from heaven, um, walked a blameless life here on earth, and then he died for my sins. So I got the revelation of who Jesus is, Father, Son, I can get that. That was simple to understand. Um, he died for me, and I accepted that, and I, I grew a real strong friendship with him. He's my best friend, my brother. I love him. But then the Holy Spirit, I grew up, well, I grew up in a Pentecostal church, but then when we came to Australia... Um, we joined a church, they just didn't really make too much room for the Holy Spirit. Yes, we talked about the Holy Spirit, but um, he was kind of like just an airy-fairy spirit to me on the side. I didn't have a relationship with him. I didn't, I didn't get taught that he was actually, he's a man, like he's right here, he's a person right here with me, helping me. I never, I never learned that. So, I, this will be a cringe moment for Pastor John. I know I called the Holy Spirit it. Ow! <laughs> That's, it's, it's, I just didn't have the revelation. But um, I had a powerful encounter with God here in this church, and I believe we're going to have that tonight for some of you. So we're going to read a little bit about what Pentecost is all about, uh, because I didn't have that growing up, that revelation. So some of the things that I've learned reading about Acts 2, that's where you can find it in the Bible. We're going to be focusing on that. Let's read a little bit into that, break it open a bit. And then um, I just want to share my journey of the last 11 years, how I've built an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Just a few keys around that. Is that cool? And you know what? I'm just... Uh, when I said that um, the love of the Father... And knowing who Jesus is. I wonder if there's someone in this room and, and you don't actually have that relationship. Because that's where everything starts. And I just want to make some space for that right now. Where you can start a relationship with God in heaven. 
You can invite Jesus in your life, and then something powerful is going to happen. The Holy Spirit's going to fill you. We're going to talk about that. But if that's you, you may have been like me, and, and you grew up, and you knew God, but then it just kind of drifted away, and you never made that declaration. Because it's really simple. What we're going to do in a moment, we'll say a prayer together, inviting Jesus into our lives. We'll say that together. You can repeat it after me. And then Jesus actually comes into your life. He forgives your sin. All the things that you may have done in your life are wiped away. It's a beautiful thought. And it's real. And you can have it here tonight. That might be you. You might be like I was when I, um, in my early teens, late teens, and probably even early 20s, I knew God, I knew Jesus, that He loved me, but man, these things in my life, friendships, things that I valued more than Jesus, uh, things like going out at night, going out to the clubs, having drugs, drinking, all those things, just, they just had a pull on my life. And it's because I just wasn't serious. You might be like that. You, you may have even said this very prayer before. But tonight you're going to say it for the first time and mean it in your heart. And I tell you, something big's going to shift. If that's you, if you've said this prayer before, but you want to come back to Jesus, I want to include you in this prayer that we're going to say in a moment. Or you might just be unsure. And you're like, yes, it all sounds good. But I don't even know if I'm going to heaven, though. I'm not sure. Man, I can tell you, Jesus wants to give you Assurance. The Holy Spirit's going to give you assurance tonight. So, church, can we just close our eyes? If you're one of those three people this evening, I want you to lift your hand. Then I'm going to acknowledge your hand. You, I can tell you, you, you'll be able to put it down, and then we're going to say this prayer together. I can see your hand over there. Thank you. Hey, if there's someone else, if you've drifted away, I, I really feel that there's someone here. And it's like I was. And you, you know you love Jesus, but there's that voice that wants to pull you away. And then there's that other voice you know you shouldn't be. And it's okay. You don't have to, like, change in your own strength. That's not what this is about. This is about inviting the Holy Spirit into your life who's going to help you. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand right now. I'm going to include you in this prayer as well. I can see your hand, mate. Thank you. We're going to pray this prayer together. Or if you're just unsure, we're going to pray this simple prayer together, inviting Jesus into our life. It's going to be awesome. Is there anyone else? I'm just looking from the left to the right. I want to include you in this prayer. It's going to be game changer. That's awesome. Church, Let's pray this prayer together. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray it, and you just repeat after me, okay? We ready? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me, that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for me and for my sins. I thank you that today I'm before you, that um, I can renounce the devil, and all of his works. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and the power of God. I thank you that my sins are forgiven, that I am cleansed by the blood of Jesus, and that I'm going to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give a round of applause for those that responded this evening.
hey, someone's going to find you after this service. They're going to sit down with you, give you a few resources um, to just help you on this journey. Two things I want to encourage you with is, hey, come back next week. It's going to be awesome. Church is awesome. You've got to do this thing together. I'm so glad you made this decision because tonight is going to be powerful for you, especially. Um, the Holy Spirit coming alive. So that's another thing. Another thing you can do is do a course that we offer here at church. It's called Alpha. It tells you everything about who Jesus is, who the Holy Spirit is, who God is. I gave you kind of a snapshot. Alpha goes deep. It's going to answer all of your questions you've got. All righty. How good's that? That's the Holy Spirit working in the house tonight. Woo! Come on. Hey, so as I said, I didn't know the Holy Spirit because I wasn't, I wasn't taught who he was. So I want to just spend a bit of time going through the text. We'll kind of explore um, what the Bible says. The band can go if they want. <laughs> I might get you back later on. Um, we're just going to read the word for a bit and just kind of take it apart and see what it actually meant, what actually went down on the day of Pentecost. So we're in Acts 2. Read along in your Bibles if you have them. Um, the Scripture should be on the screen as well. But it says this, The Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Crazy, hey? That's powerful stuff. Whew, we're going to see some tongues of fire here tonight, maybe. Oh, yeah. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under the earth. Um, Luke goes on in the scripture, when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. So I'm going to read out some of the places that people came from. But what happened here is people from um, all over the world that spoke different languages um, were there and they could understand what people were saying. And these people didn't, didn't know, for example, in German or in English or, um, or in Japanese, whatever. They didn't understand the language, but they did through the power of the Holy Spirit. They were utterly amazed. They asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? So these are people from Galilee speaking different languages. Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Parsians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Pyramia, Paphilia, I don't know if that's right, Egypt, and parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Crazy. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? We're going to talk about that in a moment. Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much sweet, sweet wine. Man, when I read that, it lasts a little bit. I just want to spend a moment before we break it all open. But when I read that, the Holy Spirit gave me a picture of Jesus on the cross. And it was this. It was one criminal on one side, one criminal on another side. And it's actually a similar picture of what's happening here. One criminal said, Jesus, I believe that you are the Lord and Savior, whereas the other guy mocked Jesus. 
That's what these guys said here. Some of them were amazed and perplexed. Others made fun of them. Now, Pentecost, the city of Jerusalem where everyone came to, that city probably tripled in size when, when that festival was on. So there's usually around about old um, texts talk about um, Jerusalem holding about 30,000 people. So we've got about 100,000 people, 90,000 to 100,000 people in that city. Now, here's the thing. We talked about a violent rushing wind. This thing was loud. A lot of people heard what was happening. People were spilling out onto the streets. So we got 100,000 people say, hearing all this. But then later on in the text, it says only 3,000 of those were added to their number. I don't want you to miss out tonight. Because I had this experience myself, actually. <laughs> and you may, you may actually think, no, that's not Dave. He wouldn't mock anyone. He's not like that. <laughs> he doesn't make jokes. <laughs> that's not Dave. If you know me, I like to joke around a bit. But um, I used to, you know, I said earlier on, I didn't get taught about the Holy Spirit. That was probably one reason. The other reason is because I used to make fun. Like... I grew up in a, um, well, in my teenage years in a, um, uh, uh, a Lutheran church, and there was another church that we were good friends with, some of them, Pentecostal, out there, raising their hands, speaking in tongues, getting slayed in the spirit, and I used to call them the freak shed. That's my, that was my attitude. I was actually hardened. I called them the freak shed, and Alicia, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm now the freak shed right here on the front row. <laughs> I raise my hands. I speak in the Spirit. I, I want to see the Holy Spirit move in my life. But that's the power of the Holy Spirit. He turns us into freak sheds. <laughs> that's crazy. What I want to say is don't miss the moment later on. We're going to pray for people on this altar. If you've never prayed in tongues before, if you want to receive the gift of tongues of the Holy Spirit, later on, I want you to come out here. We're going to have people praying for you, and I believe you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. Also, if you feel dry, if you feel like, ah, oh, I can't feel the Holy Spirit, there's going to be a fresh encounter for you here this evening as well. All right, so you ready? Come on, let's talk about what happened in this text really quickly. I'm just going to talk about three key things, and then I want to share a few things, how to live and a spirit-filled, intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Let's go. All right, so real quick context. So Pentecost, um, one of three Jewish holidays. It's kind of right in the middle. They have the Passover in the spring, the tabernacle at the end in autumn, and then Pentecost is right in the middle. So as I said, Jews from all over the world would come and visit Pentecost to, um, to celebrate. Okay? Now, um, it says, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven. Okay? Where is that? Verse number two, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Now, the word for wind in that translation is actually, um, and I hope I get this right, penau or penae, which also means breath, okay? The breath of something new coming to life. Because in Genesis 2-7, we have this. It says this. Then the Lord came and formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed 
Same word, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. The man became a living being. This breath of life, the Bible described here, at creation was also the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was breathed into us at creation. That's a powerful thought. If, if only you can take that away and God breathed the Holy Spirit into you. It's not just God and Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit that's been breathed into you. If you get that revelation, man, it's going to change things, and I'm going to show you how. So this tells you a few things about the text as well, though. So if we're going to, are you okay with this? Just a little bit of Bible study? Just a little bit more, okay? So three things. It was the Holy Spirit that filled the house that day. We all agree with that? Good, good. The Holy Spirit came with power and force. He's a gentleman, but man, he is powerful and he comes with force. And number three, when the Holy Spirit is breathed from heaven, as described here, what happens is there is an awakening that happens. And I believe that's going to happen tonight. We're going to see it come to pass even at a greater level over all this nation. An awakening, a revival, a coming to life is, happens right here in this moment. Okay, so that's that. Pentecost, we know where we are. A rushing, like a sound of a rushing wind came. That's what happened. Then this really weird thing, tongues of fire. Okay, so it said these tongues of divided, tongues of fire were sitting on people's heads. That's a weird thought, isn't that? Imagine if that happened. That would be cool. Now, I want to talk a little bit about what fire actually represents in the Bible. Would you like to know? Here we go. We're going to go Old Testament a little bit. Um, it actually represents the presence of God. That's what fire represents. Is it starting to come together for you? Man, a fire in your heart. You've got the presence of God in you. Whew. In Exodus 3, Moses encountered God at the burning bush of Mount Horeb. Exodus 13 explains how God led the Israelites in a pillar of fire through the wilderness. Exodus 18, uh, 19 verse 18, verse, um, Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it. His presence was there. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled violently. Ooh, this trembling violently, that's, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. It says that later on in, in Acts as well. The whole building shook when the Holy Spirit came. Come on, Holy Spirit, we pray for the whole building here to shake tonight as well. Shake us. Shake this building, God. Come on. And then in Exodus 40, verse 38, explains how the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day, and by night, fire was on it. See, the thing is, back in those days, God didn't have a church building like this, okay? So what was happening and what the fire represented is that he actually marked out temple space for himself where he would dwell, where the presence of God dwelt. The fire signifies places where heaven and earth meet. It's a powerful thought. We've got to get this. It's just these three little things in this scripture that will just revolutionize the way that you're thinking. I didn't know about this stuff. I learned this stuff over the last probably 11 years, and I'm so glad that I can share it with you tonight. Is this okay? All right, we're nearly done, and then we're going to go a little bit more practical. But it's really a place where God made his presence felt, okay? Whew. So he, what happened here at Pentecost is that God actually marked out our bodies, tongues of fire, our bodies as the temple space. Where heaven on earth meets right here in us. 
That's the promise that we get from this. That's what Pentecost is. The Holy Spirit not, even, not just lives in us. That happens. That happened for a few people here tonight. You invited the Holy Spirit to live in you, but then He comes powerfully upon us as well. It's cool. It was an encounter, a powerful encounter. We've had those here before, and we'll have them again. But here's one thing I found about encounters is that they, you move on from them as well, okay? So what I mean by that is that the fire that's lit by an encounter, the fire that was lit at Pentecost, fire can burn out, okay? So I, I want to focus on that really tonight in these last few minutes that I've got left, that um, yes, God wants to come in a powerful way. The Holy Spirit wants to set you on fire tonight, but then it's actually up to us to keep that fire burning, okay? And how do we do that? It's actually having an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, okay? It doesn't just come in a moment. Um, Marina and I, we got married probably um, nearly 12 years ago now, and um, uh, 11 and a half, 12 years, something like that. I'm not good on, with math up here. <laughs> but um, we did premarital counseling leading up to it. It was probably the best decision we made because uh, we didn't have the best leaders around us, but my, my brother made me do this. And um, this, is, this is really funny because I'm a businessman, so I'm very goal-focused. It's like, tell me where to go, show me the formula, and I know how to get there, okay? So we did marriage counseling, and in the first kind of... Um, gathering of marriage counseling, the first session we had, the lady goes, okay, now David and Marina, over these next six sessions, you're going to grow closer together. You're going to find intimacy. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> Another thought, why don't you just give me the formula? I can do it and we can cut to the chase. <laughs> and the lady she is like, what? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know, but that's really what I know in life, that this is how things work. A plus B equals C. One plus one equals two. Give me the formula, I can do it. I found out it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's not how marriage works. It means you actually have to talk to each other. It means that you're going through experiences together. You've got to weather storms together. You've got to love on each other. You've got to open up to one another. You've got to communicate. Oh, communicate. Language, interaction. <laughs> Holy Spirit, help me. <laughs> oh, but you know what? It's the same with the Holy Spirit as well. That's how we build intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And the number one way that I know to build intimacy with the Holy Spirit is to have a prayer session in the morning, to have your quiet time, to speak in tongues, to get filled. Then throughout the day, yes, I believe the Holy Spirit shows up in different situations. He gives wisdom. He gives boldness. He gives courage. But man, it happens in that morning. So in the few minutes we've got left, is it okay if I just share three keys to living out a Holy Spirit-filled life, prayer life? Is that cool? Come on. All right. So key number one, you've got to build your prayer language, okay? How do you build your prayer language? How do you build speaking in tongues? It comes by doing it a lot. 
It's pretty simple. Like, it, you just do it a lot. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 18 says this, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Now, when it comes to speaking in tongues, Pastor John, he delivered a masterclass in speaking in tongues last week on Sunday night. Download that podcast. I'm not going to go into it in, um, here. What I want to talk about really quickly is what it actually means to build up speaking in tongues. All right? So there's three types of tongues. Personal tongue. This is your heavenly language, you and God only. It's between you and God. We're going to be talking about that tonight. Then we've got the proof tongue, which actually means that um, you say something, you don't know what you're saying, but someone else understands it. That's what happened at Pentecost. And then there is the, um, the prophetic tongue, where you actually speak a foreign language, and then either yourself or someone else in the room interprets it, and it's actually a word from God. Okay, so that's the three type of tongues. What I want to talk about tonight is your personal prayer language, your personal tongue, okay? So speaking in the Holy Spirit. And it happens over time. I remember myself here in this church about 10 years ago, and I had no idea what speaking in tongues was. Remember, I was making fun of people that were doing this stuff. <laughs> I was cynical. I was the mocker. I missed out my whole teenage years. Ugh. But you know what? When I was thinking about this, it actually reminds me of my children. When they were born, in the first six months, they couldn't just say, hey, Dad, I love you. I need this. And can you please do this for me? Who's had kids before? <laughs> what do they do in the first six months? They cry. <laughs> It's just murmurs and crying. Then six months on, it's maybe a few words and then some actions, like they're pointing and things like that, so they get their body involved. And then one to three years, maybe you start to get some vague sentences. Then three to six years, the sentences really get clear, and you actually can have a conversation with them. You can start communicating with them. And then from six years to 12 years on, and probably for the rest of your life, you're just refining your grammatical vernacular, the words that you understand, the um, um, the, the words that you know. So you're just building on that. So it doesn't happen overnight. That's what's going to happen here tonight for those of you who have never spoken in the, in the Spirit, who have never spoken in tongues before. And I don't want you to discount that. One, don't have an open heart towards speaking in tongues here tonight. I want to encourage you in that. But then two, be like me. I remember standing here on the altar, and it was literally someone was speaking over me in a foreign tongue, and then I just said one word, rap, rap, kapikmaki, rap, rap, and that was it, and that was it. So I want you to be open to that in a moment. We're going to pray for you. If you've never received the Holy Spirit, the, um, the power of speaking in tongues like that, I want to pray with you. We're going to have a prayer team up here, all right? We're going to do that. Number two, you then got to do the work, okay? Don't let this just be encountered tonight. You've got to do the work. And what I mean by that is you've got to then pray every day, okay? James 2 verse 26 says this, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. You can have all the faith that the Holy Spirit's now in you and on you, that fire's going to burn out if you don't continue to practice speaking in that tongue, okay? So you're going to not only learn more words, you're going to learn more ways to communicate with the Holy Spirit. The relationship's going to get more intimate because that's what happens. When you know more words, now I can tell my kids I love them and they can say it back to me. 
Now they can tell me if they need something and I can be their helper. That's the Holy Spirit as well. So pray, do the work. And um, I want to encourage you, have a structure around this. This was game changer to me when I came to this church. I learned how to pray. Again, there's so many resources. Um, Reach out to one of us. What I can give you is turn up to Dream Team United. That's where I learned how to pray. Turn up to Pathfinder's Prayer. That's where I learned how to pray. And join a prayer connect group. There's a pretty cool one that runs at 5 a.m. this Thursday. (laughs) You may come along to that. But if you're not keen to turn up at 5 a.m. in the morning, here's what your prayer time should look like, okay? One third of it, waiting and worshiping. One third of it, praying in tongues. And then one third of it, praying fourth dimensional prayer, creative prayer. Okay, we're going to talk about that next because key number three is all about stacking the power. You like that? (laughs) Stack the power. I'm a marketer, so I like to have cool names for my points. (laughs) Stack the power. Okay, really quick story. This is what happened a couple of weeks ago. We're in prayer group. Um, we, we started praying for salvation, so for people to come and meet Jesus for the first time. And um, I was saying, okay, we're going to start praying for tongues. And the Holy Spirit said this, okay, here is what I want you guys to actually do. I don't want you to mention any names. I don't want you to speak in English or anything like that. I just want you to pray in tongues. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 says this, For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. This is powerful. This is how you stack the power. So you're just praying in tongues. So what we did, okay, let's start praying in tongues. Then the Holy Spirit said, hold on. I want you to stack the power. I want you to add this verse to how you're praying in tongues. And it's Matthew eleven twelve. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers much violence, and the violent have taken it by force. So what we did, I said, okay, guys, we're going to pray for two minutes in tongues. We're just going to pray for salvations. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to apply violent faith. I want you to apply as if something has been taken from you, and you're taking it back by force. So that's what we did. We prayed in tongues. We prayed in power. And we, and we didn't know what words were saying. We didn't know who we're praying for, but it was violent. It was like a fight. It was like intercession. But here's what I saw. I saw us actually taking things back that have been stolen from us. And then here's the awesome thing that happened that very Sunday. I walked into church. Mm. <laughs> And one of the people on my prayer card, I didn't pray for that week, walks in. I didn't even say her name. I didn't even have a picture of her. But God knew. That's the power of speaking in tongues. That's the power of stacking it up, stacking Scripture with that. So you've got to know your Scripture. But that's what fourth-dimensional prayer is. It's praying in the Spirit then seeing what God has. You've got to know your Scripture. Can I encourage you? Oh, get hungry for the Word. God's going to open this Word up. The Holy Spirit's going to explain things. Read this thing. Get it inside of you. This is what happened to me 11 years ago. I just got hungry. I started reading the Word. I wanted to know what it was. I never used to read Acts or Romans. It used to confuse me. The Holy Spirit opens the word up. Can I encourage you with that? And then stack it with prayer. 
That's where everything changes. Everything flows flows out of a Holy Spirit prayer-filled life. He becomes my helper who teaches me and reminds me of who I am. He pours the Father's love into me. He seals me. He marks me. I'm adopted as a son of God. He convicts me of my sin. He helps me in my weakness and intercedes for me. He gives me revelation, wisdom, and power. He gives me insight into my future. He produces fruit in my life, love, joy, peace, forbearance, goodness, kindness, gentleness, and faithfulness. He gives me the right things to say to people that don't know Jesus yet. He helps me to be a better husband, be a better dad, to be a better friend. He gives me boldness to run my business. He empowers me to be a better leader. He brings dead things to life. He lives in me. He's freed me, and He's lit a fire inside of my heart, and He wants the same thing for you as well. Let's stand to our feet. I want to invite the band up this morning. Let's just start speaking in tongues, church, because a powerful thing is going to happen in a moment. Let's turn this place into a prayer meeting. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come like on the day of Pentecost. Oh, I speak these words in the last days. God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my Spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. If you have never received the, the Spirit of tongues, of praying in tongues, I want you to come out right now. We're going to pray for you. If you want to receive the Spirit of tongues, come out right now. We're going to have people praying for you. Come on, come out right now. If you want to receive that this evening, oh, don't hold back. You don't want to hold back. You don't want to hold back. You want to receive the gift of speaking in tongues, of having a connection with the Holy Spirit. I want you to come out. That's the first thing. The other thing is this. If you want a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, Oh, if you want the Holy Spirit to come down upon you powerfully, I want you to come out here. Oh, know what God's going to do. Oh, I see rivers of living water coming and flowing out of you. If you want to preach on another level, if you want to talk to people on another level, the Holy Spirit's going to come into your belly and rivers of living water are going to flow out of you. Come, come, come. If you want fresh knowledge and wisdom, I want you to come out. If you run a business, if you're in the market, place. Come out right now. Run now. Come out. Come out. Receive a fresh anointing to run business with wisdom and power. Oh, Holy Spirit, pour out your Spirit, God. Pour out your Spirit, God. Come on, don't hold back. I've been on this altar call the last two weeks because I want God's power in my life. I want that for you and for you and for you if you want a greater anointing on your life a higher power in your prayer life if you feel empty if you feel like your your tank has been drained this is the night come and receive the holy spirit come and receive his holy power if you want to sing at another level read worship at another level play your instrument at another level the holy spirit is here he's waiting he doesn't chase after you. 
He doesn't chase after you. He waits for you to come and create space. Holy temple space. I pray for a great awakening over this church, God. A Holy Spirit awakening over this church, God. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. If you want the power of the Holy Spirit to come at a greater level, an awakening of the Holy Spirit, come out. Come out. Receive. We want to pray with you. We want to pray with you. If you need a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, come out right now. Come out right now. Oh God, shake this room. Shake every person in this room, Holy Spirit. Wake us up. Wake us up, Holy Spirit. Oh, come on. God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Oh, everyone else, just sing in the spirit. Sing in the spirit. He who prays in tongues edifies himself, says the Bible. Build that temple. It means to construct. It means to build that house inside of you. Do not be drunk with wine and spirits, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit and start singing psalms and melodies to the one in heaven. There's someone in here who's probably got an impossible situation at work right now. It might be your business. It might be work. But the Holy Spirit saying, I just want you to surrender. Make room for me. Come out right now and receive my wisdom. Receive a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. If that's you, if you feel like you're getting crushed, if you're getting the pressure weighed on you at work, the Holy Spirit saying, come, 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 come right now. Holy Spirit, come. You are our helper. You are our helper. Thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit. Come awaken your people. Come awaken the city. God of revival, pour it out. Pour it out. I hear the chains hit the ground. Oh, there's someone in here and sin is just keeps drawing you back. 
When I just read, when I just sang that, chains hitting the ground, I feel like there's freedom in the room here right now for someone. You keep getting drawn back into your old life. You keep doing the same things that leave you empty, discouraged, and disappointed. The Holy Spirit wants to meet you here tonight for a fresh encounter, for Him to help you from here onwards not to leave you the same way. Come, come receive him. We only got a couple of minutes left. If that's you, come out for prayer right now. Fresh, fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil. In the name of Jesus, pour it out. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit, fill us. Fill this church. Another wave of the Joel prophecy. Like a wave. Like a wave. I prophesy over this church. Another wave of anointing. Oh, that your spirit will pour out powerfully upon this church. I come against doubt. I come against mockery in the name of Jesus. Loosen off this church in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Get off this church. Unbelief, I break your power in the name of Jesus. Get off this church. Loosen off this church. Oh, an opening of heaven. A prophesy, an opening of heaven. An open heaven over the sunshine coast. Where every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that you are... King Rabalele, 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 Rabal
Come on, that's the power of God. That's none other than the Holy Spirit. Come on, let's give him a clap. Let's make him feel welcome for what he's done, for what he's going to do. Man, I love being part of this church. I love being part of C3 Powerhouse. You too? Come on. I know. Oh, I can see it. We're going to see a thousand people saved in one year. We're going to see a thousand people saved in one weekend. I know it, but it's going to come by a fresh awakening of the Holy Spirit in your heart, by that fire not burning out. Can I encourage you tomorrow? Don't let this be an encounter. Take this fire home. I love you guys. I love doing church with you all. Have a good night.